You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Coletti. I'm the producer and host for today's show, which is being recorded at Above the Law headquarters in New York. And I uh, welcoming on and, and happy to do so, Mr. John Lerner, the CEO of Breaking Media, and Mr. David Latt, the founder and managing editor of Above the Law. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Hey, great to be uh, here. No, thank you. Thank you for having us. And of course, this is a special occasion because it is the second conference being put on by Above the Law, and uh, it's tomorrow. And everybody here is abuzz with anticipation because it, it kicks off uh, what time tomorrow? 8 a.m. around? Eight, I think breakfast is 8.15 yeah. or so. I don't know. I have a meeting before, so <laughs> I, I'll be in the neighborhood already. I'll be there at 7.30. So for the for the benefit of our listeners, I wanted to kind of go into the history of Above the Law and Breaking Media. Maybe you guys could explain a little bit the relationship there, and, and maybe we get into some of the other outlets that you guys uh, offer on Breaking Media as well. Sure. Uh, I'll start with a little bit, and I'll let David talk about the specifics of Above the Law. Uh, the company was started in 2007. Uh, our two founders uh, were Justin Smith and Carter Burden. So it's kind of nice Justin speaking tomorrow uh, the event. He was actually a founder of the company. Actually, 2006. Was it 2006? So yeah. See, I wasn't. David was here and I wasn't <laughs> here. There we go. He's already corrected me. I believe. I'm pretty sure because we turned nine this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 Sorry, I, I don't know I have, to, I have to change that in my decks now. <laughs> um, it, it didn't really happen before I was here in 2010. <laughs> um, so the company started and, and the goal the goal of the company was to develop a network of sites, of B2B sites uh, with, a, with a different voice. B2B has been around forever in a very um, boring way. I used to be in a lot of B2B, so I say that insulting myself. Um, <laughs> so B2B being business, being business to business. Business publishing. There's a trade publication, or always historically has been a trade publication for every market you can name from Billboard magazine, which I used to work for, for music, to Frozen Food Age, which I also worked <laughs> for. So uh, the goal of the company was really to develop uh, a network of sites online, take advantage of the internet, and take advantage of you know what was happening in terms of voice uh, and new technologies, and, and move this uh, antiquated media online. And uh, the, the first site was Deal Breaker, which is a financial site, and then second site was Above the Law, which I will then David can give the details of the founding of Above the Law from there. Uh, yeah, so Above the Law launched in the summer of 2006. Uh, in the early days, it was just me, really. Uh, but it has grown now quite a bit to the point where we have uh, four full-time writer editors and more than 20 uh, outside columnists. And we also have uh, two folks who work on our research operation, uh, generating rankings of law firms and law schools. So over the nine years that we've been around, Above the Law has, uh, has grown uh, tremendously. And uh, we're really uh, happy with uh, how it's uh, turned out. Well, now that I know it's 2006, I need to start planning the, the 10th year anniversary. Ah, yes. <laughs> we'll have um, to do some kind of big event for that. Exactly. It will also be the 10th anniversary of Deal Breaker and true. Fashionista yes. because those were all sites of breaking media that launched in 2006. Deal Breaker in the spring, Above the Law in the summer, and Fashionista, I think, in the winter. Uh, so, or maybe it was in the early, but 2007, but uh, it was all around the same time. Yeah. So those were the three sites that, that started the company. I joined the company. I fast forward all of a sudden four years, which which I shouldn't do because there was a lot of hard work. Um, I think the early, the early days it was it was still the wild west, uh, which it still is the wild west a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we developed a great following and still really hadn't developed, I think, the best business model yet because the the goal I think back then was a land rush. Let's develop market and let's um, create a voice, which all our brands did quite well. Um, I joined in 2010 to bring a little more business acumen to the company. Not that it didn't have it, but 
you know, you could always have more business acumen. Um, and at that point, uh, you know, the market was down. We, you know, we had gone through a couple really rough years, but we had survived. Those rough years, unfortunately for the market, good for us, helped us with traffic because we were the ones breaking all the, the unfortunate layoffs in the financial and legal communities. Uh, fashion wasn't selling as well, obviously. Um, but we were out there telling you know, telling the, the, the true stories, which I think, you know, was where we made our bones in, in a bad economy. But uh, as things have picked up, um, we've uh, continued to grow our brands. Above the Law is, is, is the dominant player in the online legal space, um, bar none. Um, very proud of it. Uh, Fashionista and DealBreaker have great uh, market segments in the markets they serve. Um, but in 2013, we decided to expand and we ended up purchasing uh, a B2B division from AOL. They had launched uh, a government, a defense and an energy site uh, the same week that they bought Huffington Post, and I think, and rightfully so, I would say that they put their resources behind, besides, behind Huffington Post rather than their three B2Bs. So we uh, welcomed them on board our company. They were, at that point, AOL Defense Energy and Gov, and we just we replaced AOL with breaking. So now they're breaking defense, breaking energy, and breaking Gov. Um, and we, we're very pleased with the growth of those verticals. And then just recently this year, we closed on a, a new site, MedCity News, which is uh, about the business of healthcare. So we, uh, we continue to expand and, and grow in other verticals, but really use the model, I think, that Above the Law developed in terms of creating a great voice um, and really speaking to the community rather than letting um, you know, press releases uh, be republished, which is a lot of other business media continues to do still to this day. So to my understanding, you kind of have across your different platforms, your, your uh, readership tends to be fairly young and they tend to be uh, fairly well-educated and affluent. And so now this recent uh, acquisition of, and it was called Med, Med City. Med City News. Med City News. Is that going to change? I mean, obviously, I guess, I guess in medicine, it really wouldn't. Uh, is that going to keep that demographic the same? Oh, definitely. I mean, we, you know, we, we like to look at big industries. I mean, healthcare is a very large industry, which is quite disrupted right now. That has a lot of legal implications going on, obviously, um, and financial implications. So it really fits in. Our model uh, has always been, you know, get into large businesses and um, really write about them in a, in a way others haven't. So, you know, we reach uh, a great demographic across them all. But what we do differently than other uh, publications is we have an editorial team focused on the business of healthcare, and that's what they do. We have one on law. There are many other places where they'll try to have the same writers write about all those beats, and that's, that's great for your mass consumer. But I think, you know, we do disservice to our lawyers if we had someone, you know, in the healthcare space trying to write about law and healthcare. It needs to be the, you know, if it's going to be, consumed by a lawyer, it needs to be written by a lawyer. Um, so there is some overlap, um, and we see synergies, clearly. But uh, we're not about building one super site. We believe each of these verticals we serve are great. And then when there is overlap, um, which there will always be in business, we take advantage of that and, and collaborate. Great, great. So you guys, you have so many different outlets. It seems like there's a lot going on. You have uh, writers that write for multiple uh, multiple outlets. And so it seems like this place is a very busy place already. So let me ask you this. Uh, what was the reasoning going into the conferences? It seems like you have plenty to do. So uh, why Converge? Why now? What are you guys trying to do? It's actually David's fault. <laughs> we uh, we had a we had actually it is we had an offsite two and a half yeah. years ago where we were coming up with new ideas and um, you know after throwing about thirty bad ideas around, which usually happens, David suggested, "Why don't we do an event like Converge?" Yep. Um, we all drank the Kool Aid and started <laughs> planning from there. Uh, so I think you know from a business standpoint, it was it was something that that interested us. I mean, I, I'll defer to David in terms of why it was important for the market. 
Well, I think editorially, uh, we wanted to have an event that would bring together different readers of ours, some who come from law firms, some who come from media and communications, some who come from the in-house world. And so we had the first uh, Above the Law conference last year. Converge is the uh, second. And we're just, it's a great opportunity to meet readers in person. Uh, a lot of times you're interacting with readers uh, over email or text message or telephone. It's nice to actually go to a place and see them in the flesh, uh, even in the digital age. It's great to make face-to-face uh, -face connections, yeah. and that's uh, part of what Converge is about, and uh, also the audience development uh, prong of it as well. So uh, we really uh, have a great time at the conference, uh, meeting our readers, getting ideas for stories, getting their feedback on what they want to see from the site. Uh, and uh, we're, we have a great uh, roster of uh, panelists, and uh, we should have some excellent conversations tomorrow. And I should add, from from a business standpoint, um, you know, events are a great uh, and, and a complimentary tool to, to to a website because you know we reach you know over a million people monthly online, but if we can go out and talk to press the flesh with these people, it's a great thing. It's also great for our advertisers or marketers because you know this is where they can can actually get direct leads and meet people because there's nothing better than actually if you're a salesperson and you can talk to someone who's a potential buyer of your service, that's the best meeting you can have. So we we feel that you can really cast the widest net possible online and we can reach the entire community. Um, it'd be hard to get the entire community into one room for uh, an event, but but doing events and we do other events as well um, is is a way for us to spread the word editorially, but also um, allow some of our our marketers to to get involved with the, with the people they want to reach. And that mix of online, which is twenty four seven three sixty five, with a once a year face to face event, is a really great way to to go about getting business. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, you guys excited? I mean, it's uh, kicking off tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm very excited. It's uh, it's nice to see an event. You know, going it's, events are tough. You launch a lot of events and a lot of them fail. Just to, to know you're doing year two and and you know have a roster that's you know a great one, if not greater than last year, um, makes makes you excited and proud. When I asked this in uh, the editor's interview that we did a little bit earlier, David, and we asked about the additional time that goes into it, and you know. Uh, the, these events, they don't go off in a vacuum. There's a lot of uh, people involved. There's a lot of calls. There's emails, just endless planning. And so I just wanted to ask how much of a, how much of a bite has this taken out of your day? Well, out of the company, I look at it from the company as a whole. I mean, we do have, fortunately, we, we have an events team um, that, that we brought on knowing that we do events. And we do events in, in, in many of our markets. I think we probably do 20-plus events a year. So we have a logistic team that, that handles the, the stuff that, you know, none of us could do. I can barely make a reservation these days. <laughs> um, but in terms of, yeah, the day-to-day -day work, we, you know, we leverage the, the expertise. I mean, people don't want to see me or, or our events planner. They want to see David and Ellie and Joe and Stacy. So uh, it is, you know, it's it is asking, you know, above and beyond. But I think the the benefits and the interaction they get, I can't speak for them, but I think that 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 makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, the past few weeks have been hectic. Uh, it's a little bit like juggling two jobs because on the one hand, you're still writing and editing the stories that people come to expect each day from above the law. And then on the other hand, you're coordinating with your panelists and coming up with an agenda and having conference calls. And the panelists themselves, as people who are at the top of their respective fields, law, media, public relations, technology, they're busy people too. So even just planning a call can take a lot of, uh, a lot of energy. But they've been really great to work with, and we're so grateful to have them join us tomorrow. Great. Well, I'm going to put you guys on the spot here uh, with this next question. So, um, 
you know, the, the conference is primarily designed for attorneys as well as uh, as law uh, as well as uh, law firm communications departments, marketing departments, business development, uh, public relations, and tech professionals related to. And so, uh, what is? And I'm going to put you each in turn here, put you on the spot. What is the number one reason, in your opinion, why people should come to your conference here? Well, for me, uh, I'm a little biased. I would say it's my panel, <laughs> my panel about uh, how to get uh, your stories covered by the press. Uh, it's a it's a challenging uh, thing for lawyers to deal with media, and a lot of lawyers are scared of of journalists. And I hope in my panel to demystify it. So for anyone who is a consumer of the media, who is a subject of the media. Uh, I think it'll be great to have uh, the people on my panel share their insights as working professionals in journalism and public relations. Yeah, and of course, I have to say all four panels, but but I'll go in a little more detail there. I think you know every industry is being disrupted right now um, through technology, through the internet, uh, and uh, some industries have done a great job at, at tackling that, and others have run away and 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 buried their heads in the sand. And I think this is an opportunity for uh, the legal community to to recognize this is not going away. I mean, I've I've seen people you know try to think the internet's going to go away. We don't know that's not true. <laughs> that's changing with mobile. It's changing with social. And I think uh, for me, just to get people in the room to talk about this is is vital to their future success. And I, I love being a fly on the wall and, and listening to all the panels, but to see people actually have the aha moment where uh, I'm struggling with this and so are these 10 other people or 20 other people, that's what I think is the most interesting because a lot of people think they're they're suffering this alone because they're in their office, that's their challenge. But to be in a room with you know 150 other people who have the same problems is a, is a benefit to them all. I agree totally with John. I think that is really the theme of Converge, transformation and disruption in fields of law and technology and media, and what implications they have for lawyers and law firms and legal professionals. So I think that the main reason to come to the conference is just to figure out how to navigate a very challenging and rapidly changing world. Great. Well, guys, it looks like we're running out of our time uh, for today, but I want to thank you for uh, stopping by and telling us, well, actually, we stopped by in, uh, <laughs> in this particular case and telling us about Converge, but uh, these guys have to get back to work. But I wanted uh, to give you guys a chance to leave the listeners with any one last point that you might have about Converge as we're going into the event tomorrow. Well, there's still a couple seats available. We, <laughs> we can add a couple more always. Uh, no, I think um, you know we're looking forward to spreading the word around it. Once once the event's done, we'll, we'll do some posts on on all the great commentary that came out of it. But uh, we're, I'm just excited to, to see the community in year two and see what's changed and what's new. And uh, I'll learn a lot. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And I would just add that Converge, even though it's our biggest event, is certainly not our only event. Above the Law has been doing events in cities around the country and even abroad. We even did an event in Canada. So uh, we would encourage people who are interested to come to one of our events uh, uh, later in the year uh, in some other uh, location. It's, it's a lot of fun to take the show on the road, and uh, we really love meeting uh, readers and sources uh, all over the country. Well, guys, this has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.